Are you seriously playing that? Yeah, I am, baby. Little darling, we'll go riding on the horses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's no Renee today, so we can do what we want. Right. That's pretty much. The leader is gone. Yep. Uh, and Chris is with her. Or, yep. well, hopefully not together. <laughs> however, however, the uh, they're both not here today. So um, here we are, Carlo and I. Welcome to the Sport Project Podcast. And we do have a special guest presented today, Albie Tallarico. How are you, mate? I'm doing really well. Absolutely fantastic. Great story about horses. Of course, the, the backup singer for that particular uh, song was Margaret Ehrlich who never got to appear in the film clip because uh, it was deemed at the time that she wasn't attractive enough. Yet two years later, she ended up walking on uh, Paris catwalks. So there you go. Really? A little piece of trivia today. See, that, straight you, away. And that is, is the walking sport. inside your... Inside, <laughs> I can't even say encyclopedia. <laughs> and that is the All Sport right. Project podcast. We do not need to say anything more today. Thank you very much for listening. Um, no, look, we do have a massive show today, guys. Um, guest presenter, Albie, um, thanks for coming on board. We have our send segment. We have special guest, Nigel Penn, um, boxer, gentleman of a bloke, English. We won't hold that against him. Uh, we talk union, boxing, soccer world cup, rugby league, and I'm back with a wacky sport. So a huge show, Carlo. Massive, massive. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to have Albie on. Uh, with us today in the studio, you know he won the the, the Triple M's voice, and we'll be calling games throughout the year, Albert. Absolutely, uh, first one tomorrow night. Oh, brilliant! Which is brilliant. fantastic. That's golden. And everyone, if you're wondering why we played the horses at the start of this, it is rumoured that Daryl Braithway is going to be playing at the Soccer World Cup. Um, I did hear this from a bloke at the pub, so this may or may not be accurate. <laughs> it probably is then. Yeah. Uh, and may I comment on Carlo's shithouse shirt? He's wearing today. He looks like he's just come from a business meeting and has washed his whites and his reds together. I literally did. Uh, I had a meeting in the city and just came straight here. But however, ben Houston? thank you. Ben Houston shirt. Yeah, uh, no, it's actually Tarakash. It's Tarakash. Mm, TM Lewis. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Hashtag Tarakash. And can I just say though, only tough men wear pink. Uh, yeah, radio. Um, you have definitely got a head for the podcast, let me tell you that much. Um, rightio, guys. So, Facebook, The Sport Project, um, our Instagram page, at the TSP Podcast, um, and you can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. So, let's get into our first segment and send them. So yeah, we brought send, send them back, haven't we? Well, and we I'm going to I'm go first, Sash. Uh, all right, yeah, Antoine, right. Take over the show, mate. That's what, uh, that's I think I just did. Yeah. Antoine Griezmann, the French player, plays for Atletico Madrid, Absolutely gun player, one one of the leading leading uh, potential leading goal scorers for France. Anyway, he's come out and done an interview and says, uh, "Yeah, we're playing Australia on Saturday. I don't have a clue who any of the players are. I probably know one or two of them. Totally disrespectful. I'm sending him off. What's your thoughts? Well, firstly, who the fuck is Antoine fucking Griezmann? That's all I've got to say. To be honest, I don't even know him. Don't you? No, he's good. Like, is, that, is that all you've got? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got beef jerky as well. What, what about you, Albie? What are your thoughts on this fucking nobody? <laughs> I've never heard of him. <laughs> I believe he can play football. Yeah, he's Is that the right thing? Football. Is he playing in the World Cup? Yes, he is. He for is. France. He's oh, right, okay. That's who Australia are playing. Yeah. Okay. On right. Saturday, tomorrow. And I believe that's all we need to say on that one. <laughs> okay, so anyway, <laughs> moving on swiftly. We're going to go with Albies. Albie, what's your send Uh Quickly, it's the decision now not to penalise. So for the first 13 weeks of the competition or 14 yeah. weeks of the competition, uh, we've had penalties, an average of 18 penalties a match in the NRL. Yeah. And on, well, last night, we were down to seven. So all of a sudden now the games are going to be out, which is what it should have been in the beginning. And it's great that they enforce the rules, but it was almost like rugby. Do you think, though, do you think, though, Origin came, do you think there was a, a, a proper decision there to say, right, we're going we're gonna to pull all these penalties Get to Origin, then we're going to pull it back. I think that was the catalyst, without question. And I think what it showed that particular game was that if you play an open brand of football and allow the advantage line, well, the game will flow. Yeah. Rugby was at its best when they let and they played the advantage and they didn't blow it up. And this is going back Agreed. probably yeah, 20 yeah. years ago yeah. and, and maybe 25 with the Yellow Brothers. And I grew up with those guys at Randwick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when they had the ball, anything could happen. They wouldn't be able to compete in today's rugby because of the stop-start nature would stop 
their flow and the same with yeah. rugby league which is better than what union is I think in my opinion well yeah well look couldn't agree more with the first statement um, about the rugby league and, and the origin certainly did flow so um yeah great great topic there um, look my send them this week and that uh, leads in well to uh, my one is the union um, I played a lot of union back in the day lost the love of it and hadn't watched a game properly in a lot of years I did watch the wallabies uh, play Ireland uh, last weekend and um, mate to be honest it's the uh, it's the wallabies of old so the Kirtley bill great sport Speed. He was um he was outstanding. Adam Coleman put on some amazing hits, like tough as nails. That mm-hmm. kid, Israel Folau, despite all the media that's uh, been surrounding him, he was good under the high balls. Certainly showing his AFL skills there, even though he was fucking rubbish at that sport. Um, <laughs> the forwards were strong, um, and the backs were fast and looked sharp. So my send him is mate. Um, send him to the world stage because the bled is low this year. They haven't won one since two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. mate, and I reckon they've got it this year. I. F- what do you think is that? At the moment, suburban rugby in the last two years has had that major push from grassroots. And do you think that's flowing flying, finally through to the Wallabies? I think um, what's flowing through is the fact that they're not picking the geriatric fucks from overseas and trying to bring them back and getting them to play their game they used to play. Mm-hmm. And they've blooded a few new people, like I said, Adam Coleman and that. Um, and they're just playing good footy, young guys that are hungry. I love it. Keep going, Wallabies. Uh, Ireland are no slouches as no. well. Six nation champions. Absolutely. They demolished England. They they actually uh, they went through and on the trot. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. On the trot. Uh, And to be honest, last week I turned around and said I think Ireland can actually win this. There's a big stigma about them winning in Sydney uh, for a long, long time. However, I thought they had the team that that, that could do it. Unfortunately for Ireland, you know they had a, a very hungry Wallaby side, and I think Michael Check has done an amazing job to get them where they are. Um, there's been a bit of drama, I believe, around Pocock. I think the Irish have gone out and, and said David Pocock is a bit of a dog player, this, that, and the other. Have you heard anything? Mate, well, I have him, and he was first game back on the international stage. And, um, mate, that's what he does best. He is just a real aggressive player. He's good at the breakdown. Um, if you know, if you call that dirty, then the Irish go back home and, and bring your handbag with you, mate, yeah. because that's what rugby's all about. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. No, th- good point there. And Wallabies, could they be back on the world stage? That's the question, isn't it? Who oh, have they got next? What's their next international? They've got, they got Ireland again this weekend. And yeah. then what's, what's after Ireland? Uh, and Ireland again. I actually don't know. <laughs> Research <laughs> always to be sure, cutting, sure. <laughs> cutting and reporting here on the Sport Podcast. You like nags, dear boy? Oh, I like caravans more. Radio. So, look, we'll get into um, our next guest who is uh, a, a massive big boxing uh, legend and uh, we'll have a chat to him in a little Very bit. Very excited to have Nigel Ben on. Yeah, look, he's a, a bloody gentleman and can definitely throw him. Oh, can he? And we'll definitely... Do you know what? I've been seeing him training... And I'm going to ask him the question. I'm going to put him on the spot. I'm going to see if he's getting back in the ring because he's training videos. Honestly, he looks fitter now than he did when he fought. So we might get an exclusive there. I'm going to ask him if he can punch you right in the face because your hair defends me. Uh, that's not nice, Sash. Yeah. I, I've got feelings. No, you don't. Rightio, ladies and gents. Our next guest is a two-weight world champion, having held the WBA middleweight title in 1990. And the WBC middleweight title from 92 to 96. Nicknamed the Dark Destroyer for his formidable punching power and aggressive fighting style. A record of 42 wins from 48 fights. 35 by way of knockout. Introducing Nigel, the Dark Destroyer. Ben, how are you, mate? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Mate, not too bad. How was that intro, by the way? Yeah, that was really good. It made me all scared, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was introducing <laughs> Hey, I must admit, Nigel, growing up, uh, being a Salford lad and all, I know we're in Australia, but being a Salford lad growing up and watching you uh, absolutely yeah. destroy your po- opponents, mate, it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a pleasure for me being And I'll tell you what, obviously, you love the country as much as I love the country. Yeah, I do, I'm mate. Here, mate. You're, you're obviously talking to Carlo there, because I think it's cold and miserable <laughs> over there. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, I've only just come back, I've spent... Six weeks out, and we had the best weather we've had in about 30 years, yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But you know what? I still couldn't wait to come home. Yeah, I know. I know Australia's just such a special place, and uh, I must admit, I must admit, Nigel, it is always good to go home. Home is always home, but nah, you know, no, I, no, mate, I'm talking about home here. I'm not talking about home England, mate. No, no, no that's <laughs> what I mean. 
But when you come back <laughs> no, here, man, when I'm, you come I'm, back I'm, here, it's I'm, amazing. Might leave me alone. Yeah, fair dinkum, don't. Fair, fair dinkum, dude. Mate, you can't. That was absolutely pathetic, Carlo. It's my best Australian accent. All right, let's get into the boxing. All right, yeah. Nigel. Look, I've had a look at a couple of your highlights, mate. And to be honest, you remind me of a young Mike Tyson, a little bit lighter. Have you ever been compared to Mike Tyson back in the day? M- many times, many, many, many times I've been compared to him. You know, I mean, he was—he was one of my heroes in the ring. You know, in his early days, I mean, he was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he, he was punching fast as like middleweights when he was just knocking everybody out. Maybe six foot one or six foot six, he was just banging them out like no, he just had phenomenal power. And I love the destruction that he used to do in the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah, mate, understand. And look, looking back on your highlights, um, mate, you got exactly the same punching power and aggressive style as Mike Tyson, mate. I love it. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the only way you know, I try and take him out quick, you know what I mean? You don't get paid for over, overtime in boxing. So if I can get him out quick, I can line another one up straight away. That was my that was my motto. Excellent. So now, obviously, we've had Jeff Horn versus Terence Crawford, uh, yeah. a, a great anticipated fight. Obviously, Horn uh, was beaten quite convincingly. What, what did you uh, think of that fight? Uh, yeah, he was just outclassed, outgunned, everything. You know, I think what he thought he could do to Manny Pacquiao, he thought he was going to do it to Terence, but it was completely a different fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, Crawford just knew how to just slip, watch everything. Now, before Horn threw a punch, he knew what was coming. He yeah. was reading it in... in, in um, Jeff Horn was showing the punches before he even threw him. He didn't know what to do. He just didn't know what to do. And there's no, no disrespect. You know, he's fighting a, a, a guy that's the top of his game. You know, not taking that, nothing away from Jeff Horn. You know, he went in there, stood his ground, but he was just taking too much, too much punishment. And I think the referee should have stopped it a bit earlier, tell the truth, in my opinion. But he still, you know, he can still come back, fight for the Commonwealth and, you know... The, Defend that, the, um, but I, I don't think he's going to win a world title again. Yeah, mate. You know, mate he, he's got a lot of heart, too much heart for his own good, to tell you the truth. Yeah, he, he does, he does. But I actually thought his game plan went out the window. Like, he didn't, he seemed like he, his lead foot was always inside Terence Crawford's lead foot. Therefore, Terence Crawford was just picking him off with a jab. But, yeah, but it was just a different class. So, regardless, whatever, how you look at it, dissect it, put it back together again, he was always out class, out gun. And he was getting caught with some big shots. And, you know, and, and that's disheartening because everything that he tried to do, Crawford was just nullifying it. Everything work that he does, it boom, he just took it away from him. Yeah. Took it away from him, step across, bang him, whatever, it with a left, with a right, whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, he had no problem. It seemed that Horn's, um, Horn's game was very predictable. He seemed a lot yeah. slower than Crawford. And Crawford looked like, to be honest, looked like Crawford was playing with him for most of the round. And, and yeah, then, of course, it was, it, it, it was, it was just, it was a fight that, you know, that he, he just knew that he had his number. It didn't, it didn't even really, it didn't even break a sweat. Everything that he done, it was just like, it was just keep stepping over, stepping over, slipping punches. Because every time that Jeff was in it for a punch, he was away. Yeah. I didn't get caught with a three or four combinations. Yeah, you know, that's he right. Just, he just, he just outgunned. It was, you know, it, 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 nothing more else you can really say, really. But, no. you know, he, he done good. He got a good payday. But, you know, I mean, it's, um, where does he go from here? He did actually fought the, you know, the best guy at his weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's all you can ask, isn't it, Nigel? You want to fight the the, the best fights, even though if you come on un, unstuck. And I, I know, and we're going to talk about your son Connor, uh, and Connor's never really backed down to any fights. But that's what you want to do as a fighter. Now, moving on, to, moving on to Fury and Safari. Oh, no, no, listen. You know what it is? I don't. That, that was just that was so so just. I don't know. That's not what you call boxing. When you you know your ex world champion, world champion, you're coming back. Like me, if I step in the ring again, I'm going to be in tip-top condition. I'm not coming in at 19 stone. I'm coming in there physically fit. And you know what it is? I'm not playing around, looking at the ring. It's just disrespectful. Yeah, I, I say, agree. When you say you want to fight, people like Anthony Joshua and Wilder, you're having a laugh. Yeah, mate, I agree, Nigel. And, and look, just to jump on a comment you said there, um, you said if I were to jump back in the ring, is that uh, is that a little hook I'm hearing there, Nigel, Ben? Yeah, oops, did it, did it slip out my mouth, did it? Yeah. <laughs> Could it happen, Nigel, do you reckon? Pardon? 
Could it happen? Could we see you back in the ring? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. 100%. Oh, this so is you're good. Say, so you're saying you're going to get back in the ring? Have you got uh, anything planned? 100%. We're just working out something right now. But you know what I mean? When I, if I get back in the ring, I guarantee you, I'll be sitting in one of was when I, when I was world champion. Mate, that is, I really mean that. That is excellent. I really mean that. Can you please fight Carlo and punch him straight in the mouth? We should do a sparring session, yeah, mate. Well, just... No, if Carlo's going to bring a couple of million, then I'll do it. <laughs> I, I can't do it. Mate, I'm too good looking for that. It, mate. I'm too good looking for that, Nigel. Oh. I'm from Salford, mate. <laughs> I've got a ripper of a question here for you, Nigel. Now, look, if yeah. Sylvester Stallone asked you to fight with him and make a Rocky Seven, would you do it? Rocky Seven. Would you do yeah, it? But I, yeah, but I wouldn't be pulling no punches. I can't be doing that. Cut. <laughs> Again, I just really want to whack at him. Man. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see how really tough he really is. That's right, mate. That's right. That's right. <laughs> let's talk about your son, uh, Connor Ben, mate. He's currently 12-0. and 0. Can you give yeah. us a bit of more, a bit of more insight into the, your son there? Listen, look, my son is, 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 is fighting for a title now. The next fight he's fighting, he's fighting the same French guy that took him um, six rounds. Yeah. Okay. He needs um, so, but this is going to be a good fight. And I've watched my son. I just, I just come back with being with him for six weeks, and I tell you what, mate, what quality! I just know my son. Mm. I just know my son. We used to spar, and I mean, I used to. I, I wanted to spark him. I wanted to let him know what <laughs> boxing's all about. I tried to spark him, and I mean, I was like three stones heavier than him, and he just stood his ground with me. You know what I mean? And he yeah. was having it with me. We were just like. Frying punches. There weren't no boxing. We just weren't having a tear up me and him. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, wow, yeah. he stuck it on his dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? He stuck it on his dad. And I thought to myself, wow. And that just shows me that he, he has the talent and he has that determination. He's a winner. Yeah, definitely. He's a winner. And, and, and if and the apple you, doesn't. You wait till you see him the next fight on the, the 28th of July on a, um, Dylan White and. Um, Joseph Parker Bill, he's on oh, this. Is he on? The, oh, he's on that title. bill, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, we were talking about that last week, actually. It's going to be a cracking fight, that too. And, yeah, mate, the, yeah. the apple doesn't fall fall too far from the tree. But absolutely, Nigel. mate, absolutely. And you know what it is? I think he could be better than me. I don't really, I, I just pray to God that he is. But he, he has the quality because if I look at where I was and where he was at the beginning, he's like surpasses me. I just wouldn't go in and have a fight. I didn't have no skills. I just wanted to have a fight. That was it. Connor, he's learning his trade. I wish I learned how he's learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he knows that I, I'm the kind of person who just want to bang people out. Connor be somebody, he'll break people up. Slowly, methodically, he'll start breaking people up. I just know him. The, do you know when you're saying you're going to get back in the ring? I know you've got a real, um, I don't know, it's a hatred or uh, an epic saga with Chris Eubank. Is there, is there any cars that he could be he could be fighting? No, or did, no, or is no. He do, you is he dodging you? Like, we've been trying for five years, and it was like it was like five million on the table each. Five million on the table each. And um, and he's just like it's just made it hard work. So I said, you know what is? I'm not even going to bother you. And I rung I rung my my Irish friend. I said, Steve, you fancy a fight? This is about, this was last, no, this is six weeks ago. Because me and Steve, we've been working on the circuit together now for 20-odd years. And um, I said, Steve, do you want to fight? And he laughed, but yeah, when, how much? That was Steve, no mucking around. That's yeah, yeah. right. You is know, that Steve Collins you talk, you talk about? It, Steve it, Collins there, aren't you? Pardon? Steve Collins. Yeah, Steve Collins, absolutely. Beat me twice a year. Yeah, they were cracking fights as well, Nigel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, it's going to be better, mate, I can assure you. Oh, Nigel, mate, love your work. Mate, look, thank you very much for coming on the Sport yeah, Project podcast. No problem, mate. We really appreciate it, and good luck for uh, your future endeavours, mate. All yeah. right, mate, God bless you. All right, buddy, catch up. Take care. Yeah, All the best, bye. Nigel, and we'll definitely get you on again, mate. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks, mate. Bye, bud. Bye-bye. Mate, what a true champion. Mate, I'm telling you, growing up watching Nigel Ben fight, it, it was a pinnacle of your, you know, you what you were watching all the trailers, you, you took weeks and weeks and weeks to really focus, and then watching his fight, he was absolute awesome. And it's great to see Conor Ben actually, you know, following his footsteps as well. But has he let the cat out the bag out there, Nigel, saying he's going to, is he going to fight Steve Collins? Mate, he just said literally 100% he's going back in the ring. And yeah, I want is him. he fighting Steve Collins? Steve I Collins beat him twice. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that I want him to punch the fuck out of you. 
right in that Shut ugly up. head of yours. Shut up. Old egghead. Hey, great to have Nigel Ben, and, and and this is where the show's going nowadays. We're we're getting the best people who are coming on in their in their respective sports, and it's great to have uh, someone of the caliber of Nigel Nigel Ben on. All right, guys. Next up on the Sport Project podcast, we have a bit of World Cup chat, um, namely with Carlo, because I don't know what the fuck's going on with the soccer in the world. And if you fall, I pick you up. I pick you up, Carlo. Mate, I've got nothing. I've got nothing when when you do that, especially your face when you're so excited. Mm. Actually singing the songs. I, I, yep. I don't know. What I, I did the wrong reality TV show. I should have done the voice. Oh, no, 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 no. You did the right one. Yep. You yeah. did the right one. All right. Welcome back to the Sport Project podcast. Do you think um, you would have had any chairs turn around for you on the voice? <laughs> no, not at all. Yep. Just to see if there was actually someone yeah, dying up on stage. My <laughs> George would have definitely have turned for Sash. Um, welcome back to the Sport Project podcast with myself, Carlo, and our guest presenter, Albie Tallarico. Um, we're just about to get into the FIFA World Cup. So, Carlo, you want to leave this one? Because I know yeah, fuck definitely. all about soccer. Well, it started uh, yesterday. Uh, by the time this comes out, it's going to come out on r- roughly on Monday. So, there'll be a few games that have been tucked away, especially the Australia versus France. So, everyone's pretty excited about that. But we've had one game so far, and it's uh, been 5-0 to Russia in the opening game against Saudi Arabia. Few One... Really interesting story. The Spanish coach, a week to go, okay, announces that he signed for Real Madrid at the end of the, the World Cup. Um, Spain then go, well, you didn't give us permission, so therefore we're going to sack you, and sacked their coach a week before the, the finals. Did the betting blow out? Well, it doesn't look that way. I've got some betting here, and, and they're third favourites. Okay, so if the betting holds, then that may not have been an inside, any inside mail there. No, but I just think it's absolutely bizarre at this day and oh, age. Why would you even announce it? Why wouldn't you wait till the end of the World Cup anyway? Oh, to try and get the piggyback, I would think, wouldn't it? Just try and get that little bit of added promotion. And now they've mm. now they've sacked him. He's it's crazy. More of an impetus to win. I mean, I think the value, honestly. I mean, Brazil are the out and out favourites, and they've got to be. That's you know, right. That's they have right. to be the out and out favourites. My money, and I, and I do like the Portuguese side. Uh, I think they've shown some good. Good position. If they come right through the through these preliminary stages, good value for them. If you if you're looking into the betting markets, have a little look at them. I I would be wouldn't be surprised if they're up there in the back end of this particular competition. Well, Portugal are the European champions, mm. uh, and then obviously they had a bit of luck along the way. But Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, actually shone at uh, that tournament and and led from the front. Now, can he do it again? Can he do it in the other the next competition? Spain did it previously. They won the Euros and then won the World Cup. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say you're out of sorts there, Albert. I'm very interested in, obviously, England. Okay? Yes, yes. They, I, I, it's one of the, the greatest failures in English soccer that they actually go onto this massive pedestal of they're going to do so well at the World Cup and then actually achieve absolutely nothing. We got beat off Iceland last time. So, um, but they I like have, that girl at the Ivy at 3am, so close yet so far. Yeah, yeah. And she looks amazing, however. She does, but yeah. She good looks, from afar, but yeah, far, far from, from good. good. Yeah, there we go, there we go. And, but oh. I've watched the two, the, the, sorry, the three warm-up games that England's played, and I must admit, Gareth Southgate has got them rocking really, really well. I think they're playing brilliant. They have nice flow. They, they, they are all interchangeable in the positions. They all play as a team. They play fast. Um, it's really exciting to see. Yeah. So, look, I couldn't agree more. Um, especially the way that they they run up the, the field there and they 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 kick the ball the round, the, the round ball to the other bloke and um <laughs> then they they strive to put that ball within a net on the other side of their team. So it's like a true union player. This. Yeah. It look, and to be honest, I'm just really excited about it. You know, Australia so, Socceroos, Tim Cahill. Um, look, it's all happening. I'm always going to say Craig Johnson then. <laughs> no. Um, that is the only person I know who plays soccer, Tim Tim Cahill and David Beckham. I think it's going to be really interesting, though, and, and I, I would I would say to you, challenge you to go and watch a couple of the games, especially the big games. I think you'll really enjoy it. And I know you're not a, fo- a football fan, but it's um, it'll, it'll be a, it's a great tournament, probably the best world tournament that is organised, and I can say that quite confidently because the standard of football, mm. you know, now 
it's so great the world game. It's it's now like the smaller nations now are making the World Cup. Yeah. And like nations like we, Italy we, and Holland can't even make can't, it. Well, geez, wasn't that a big upset? First time Italy, in sixty years. Uh, that was massive. Like, uh, that, I actually did hear that. Um, look, you're Italian background. What, did, what, were, your, what were your ancestors? Yeah. Both of you guys. What were yeah, your ancestors so, yeah. saying? Oh, this is the bullshit. Man, that is going to make him a bastard now. Cool. cool. You know, we're going to miss uh, Les Murray. Yeah, I know. Uh, hello, Thank welcome you. to the football, the world game. My name is Les Murray. I'm yeah. going to miss him so much. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just, to, for him not to do it, yeah. when you've grown up, it's just... You know, and you know, there was a lot of the the wogs that came out to Australia. Yeah, of course, of he course. was the voice. He was the and he was the pitches that brought it all together. And you know, and he's passed away now. And, and you know, with he's up there with Johnny Warren and Craig Fozzi, and of course uh, the, the the is Lucy Zelich. Yeah, Lucy, Lucy Zelich. Zelich. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be and they'll do a great job on SBS. It'll be but, fantastic. But you're right. Without Les Murray, I, I, really I actually saw him in a band. A long, long time ago, because he played in a wedding band, and I was at a wedding, and he played no in the band way. back in the seventies. I what was only about called? eight or nine. I, I don't know, but he was he was in the band, and I didn't know who he was, but my dad was talking to him, and that's all like that's all I can remember. It would have been seventy eight to eighty, probably at the Polish club in Ashfield. Wow, that is amazing. Wow, that is amazing. Watching Les Murray play play uh, bass. <laughs> din, 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 din. Yeah, a, I can get that picture. A little out bit like you on the weekend, eh? Playing the old bass. No ba, further ba, questions ba, ba. on that. <laughs> going into the going into the betting, England are nineteen nineteen dollars to win. Good value, and I think they are yeah. pretty good values. Good the value. Aussies, obviously, a far fetch. But I will tell you what, I reckon they can finish second in the group. If they finish second, they've always got they've always got a puncher's chance. But they're on at three hundred and one. Three hundred and one dollars. Three hundred and one dollars. I reckon that's a good bet. To play in France tomorrow night, aren't they? Yeah, they'll be in it up to the anthem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's put let's just compare the two teams here because I do have some stats. France's team, yeah, if you're putting it all on paper for value, is two point two billion dollars, where uh, compared to the is Australian team, which is twenty two million. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's about right. I mean, there's twenty five million in Australia, so that's uh, that's One about million right. per person. That's okay. About a million a bloke. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. I can live with that. So, so obviously. Look, so I just sorry, guys. That for those of you who don't know, that's Daryl Braithwaite. Um, he will be playing at the Soccer World Cup. Is that true? or Is that not true? I, I don't know. Apparently, David, uh, our friend, our producer, told us that. Yeah. I, look, I, I just don't want to turn it off. Can we just keep talking? If, they, about if, if he plays at the Soccer World Cup, I'll go to a rugby union match with you. Yes, oh, there Jesus. it is. Right, right. I will go to a rugby well, union match with you here first. Like he is the Australian ambassador for what? God knows what. The fucking being a genuine Aussie down to earth. Mate, it's, it's a song legend. out of Jerry Maguire. Mate, you are mad. And it's a cover too. It's Have you not original. seen him riding on the sand on his horse like that bloke from the old Spice Ad? Hi. I'm Darren I'm on a horse. I'm on a horse. Uh, and now I'm singing a song. Now I'm on a yacht. Is there any more talk you want to do about the Soccer World no, Cup? No, I just, that's it for me. I right, think thank the you game very much. The first Shut up. You shut it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, Soccer World Cup wrapped up. Uh, next, we have our Gungalan Bulls representative, Tony Ring-a-ding-ding Sanzi. Let's get him on the line. Welcome back to the Sport Project podcast with Carlo and Albie. And our next guest is a dead set regular. Who have we got on the phone? Yes, Spaniola, rock and roller. How are you, boy? <laughs> yeah, not bad, Tony Sanzi. What's going on, mate? Oh, mate, just uh, prepping, mate. Big game tomorrow, so on the mid-strengths tonight. Mate, so, good man. Yeah, you, if, you, if you stick to 12 the first hour and then 18 every hour after that, you should be right, mate. You should be good, mate. Should be good. Should be right. I don't play it at 1.30, hopefully, so. So, oh, so playing at one thirty, that's usually Reggie's time. Have you got the call up? What's going on? Well, well I can tell you... Uh, he, uh, I had a good conversation with the first grade coach, actually, last night at training. Okay. And uh, go on. He, Elaborate. He said to me. He said to me. He said, "Look, Sandy, uh, we want you in the second row, mate." Now I usually play dummy half, but I said, "Look, no worries." I said, uh, "Left or right?" He goes, "No, no, you, you're not quite understanding, Sandy. We want you in the second row of the grandstand, mate. You're no good to us." <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. Straight across the oval, I spoke to me reserve grade coach. I said, "Hoax, mate, do something for me." <laughs> So we'll see how we go tomorrow. Although I must say this about the reserve grade coach a couple of weeks ago, he got me on the bench and said, Sandy, come and sit on the bench, number 20, 20 man squad. I'll make you number 20, mate. 
and you wouldn't believe it. I'm dressed, packed, ready to go. Game's already started, and then he taps me on the shoulder and he says, "Mate, I'm sorry, the other blokes turned up." So, heartbreak, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Are you getting an aisle seat at least in the grandstand? Mate, I'll tell you, it's like, remember the old days when you had a good-looking red-headed babysitter? She was about four years older than you. You know, so you're sort of all revved up and then nothing happened. So. <laughs> yeah, we've, all, we've all been there, mate. Oh, you uh, sick fuck. I anyway, love it. I've been uh, training the house down, so we'll see how we go tomorrow. And, and how are the first grade going on the ladder? They're uh, struggling a bit. Um, just, but they're not getting clogged. We're just, we're very close in games. We're a very young team, so... We're uh, out of semi-final contention at the moment. You never know what happens second half of the year. Uh, Your differential's not that great. What's that, mate? Your differential's not that great. We're looking yeah, well, at the ladder. We're, we're, we're looking at the ladder, Sansy. We're footballers, we're footballers, not mathematicians. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, Albie, for your information, old Tony Sands used to play for um, Magpies. Magpies. Yeah, the Campbelltown. Campbelltown team. Campbelltown strong, Sansy. I love it. Mate, I, I don't even know if we're in. Campbelltown probably wasn't discovered back then. Or <laughs> in the town. Now, now, look, what's more important? Now, this this astounds me, right? There is a wild rumour that Tony yep. Sands may be getting an international cap. Well, not, not, well what do you see? So, Gungahlin Bulls, mate, we're the, the birthplace of champions. So we've got currently two coaches in the Super League over in England. We've got Justin Holbrook, used to be coach of the Bulls. He's a great coach, Justin got, Holbrook, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's a really good coach. And back, to back, back to back, back to back, New South Wales Cup premiers with Canberra, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, a couple of times, mate. He was an absolute champion assistant with the Roosters, I think, when they won it one year. Go the Chookies! Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, everyone's... There's, there's always one. Back, there's always one, Tony. Sorry, our, 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 sound, our sound producer, yeah. Dave, is sitting there going, Sasha, you have to stop yelling into the microphone, is his belching, is his, is gurgling his, water. His ears just blew up. Sorry, and, uh, yeah, as, so as Sasha, anyway, as Sasha always Holbrook, says... His coach of St. Helens over there. Now, there's a little whisper going around that Ben Barber wants to come back to Australia. So we're negotiating a player swap. Mate, <laughs> he wouldn't get a start at the Gungahlin Bulls, would he, mate? He's not that good. Mate... Oh, you can we'll, we'll slip him into reserve, Dave, because I've got my Spanish passport as put over in the Super League. So um, I might be, I might have exaggerated on my resume, but once I'm there, I'm there. What are they going to do? Send me back? <laughs> hey, now I don't know if you follow Sanzi, the uh, FIFA World Cup. The Spanish coach is it? Do you hear that song, Sanzi? I can. Yes. Sanzi, that is Daryl Braithwaite, as I'm sure you're aware. He will be playing at the Soccer World Cup. It's confirmed. <laughs> so that means, what does that mean, Albie? We're going to watch rugby. Yes, we are. Well, I just thought <laughs> I would add, have you heard about the Spanish coach? I have, mate. Yeah, Paul, do they got rid of him? Hey, we don't muck around over there. They're lucky the World Cup's not in Spain. Straight in the ball ring with him. Mate, the Espanol are rock and roller. He knows everything about mate, Spain. He does. He does. What is, the, what is the population of Spain, Sansi? Oh, about 53 million, I think. But it depends how many of my cousins are over here at once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bloody love that, mate. So, I didn't get it before. Who are you playing tomorrow, mate? Oh, Queen Ruse tomorrow. Oh, Queen Terry Campisi territory. No, 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 oh, no, sorry. The that's the Blues, not the yeah, Ruse. Yeah, no, he's Ruse. up the road. He's up the road. Yeah, 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 yeah the Blues, but, not uh, the Ruse. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough part of Queen I reckon, the Ruse, but... Um, They've all got plenty of money up up there. It's a Riviera, I think. Yeah, um, and what are the posh. what are the odds, Sansy? What are the what are the gun going on um, paying? Hang on a minute. There's a there's a ruse in here. We'll come back to you in a second, Tony. He's only going to the World Cup. He's actually not playing. He's he's just going with the fanatics. He's not actually oh. going to be on the ground, uh, Daryl Braithwaite. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. I've just won the bet back. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Eh? I, I said that. I don't know. I all that. I can hear is. <laughs> Pick you up! Sash, shut up. What did you think of that, Sansy? I've got a voice of an angel. Oh, I can't tell you what I really think, but no, it's good. <laughs> Any more tattoos, Sansy? Mate, I've got a few, actually, but, um, yeah, I've sort of... Look, there's a certain area in your body, put it this way, there's a lot of real estate there in this. There's a lot of, lot of skin there, so, But, uh... Mate, oh, look, I hear oh, there's a wild rumour running around the sheds that you've actually got a W on one cheek and then a W on the other one. 
understand that when you have a shower, you bend over and it's all well. <laughs> no, mate, no, no. They wouldn't, be, they wouldn't see me anyway. My ass is too close to the ground, so. <laughs> Make a good burglar. Your ass will be footprints <laughs> out. Oh, I love your work, Sansy, mate. Thank you Great again you, for, um, for coming on the show. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck for the rest of the week, mate, and um, we'll talk to you about that after-match shenanigans. And uh, pretty confident four greats tomorrow. Mate, you're a good man. All right, have a good weekend, buddy. All right, ring-a-ding-ding, boys. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you later. See you, Sansy. Thanks, Sansy. Hey, Sansy, just before you go, don't go anywhere. Yep. (laughs) You're welcome, big guy. You're welcome. Take care, Beautiful. See you later, Tony Sands, he never fails to disappoint, Mate, does he? He's just, uh, he's just a Gungarland classic, isn't he's he? He's brilliant. Country humour. Yeah, That's what it is. Yeah. It's country humour. I mean, they just, you know, well, there's not much else to do it down there, but uh, have a laugh. Exactly right. If you've seen photos of Sandy when he was playing like rep footy back in the day, he had a big long um, hair down to his shoulders and he had a moustache and he did set look like... Bit like Kerry, Hem- bit like Kerry Hemsley or I'm, I'm a <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sports Project Podcast, and there's no S in it, so it's not the Sports Project. It is the Sport Project Podcast at the TSP Podcast on Instagram. Look us up on Facebook, iTunes, iSoundCloud. iSoundCloud? That's not even a thing, is well, it? Well, it is Anyway, now. it is now. It is Hashtag now. send them. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to the Sport Project Podcast with myself, Albie, and Carlos. Uh, Chris and Renee are away today on other activities. Thank God, to be honest, they're both boring anyway. Yeah, boring. Just shut up. All right, so next is our wacky sports segment. So sliding into this week's wacky sport is soap hockey. Right, talk me, talk me through this one. So did you see what I did there? No one really picked up on that. See so what I did sliding into this week's boring. Yeah, you know what I've got for you. Sorry. Is that like a segue? Yes, it is a segue, Albie, and uh, soap hockey. So what it is, it's basically field hockey that's what played... Piece of soap. No, it's not prison rules. <laughs> Carlo. <laughs> sick fuck. Carlo's currently bending over in front of me. It's very disturbing. Well, you said soap. I just want to see if you can clean it. Um, anyway, back to soap hockey. Um, it is a pummer knows what soap is. Just <laughs> as, you know, devise logic, doesn't it? <laughs> so soap hockey. It's like field hockey, but you play it on like a big plastic um, sheet. And what you do is you lather it up with soap, okay. and you got to run around bare feet, and it's exactly like field hockey. You got to try and score a goal, and but you're on soap. I see your face right now, and uh, I have you, no words. I just want to punch Sasha, you right in the face. Sasha, can you do me something? Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. No, play the song. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I... Okay. Feel free to join in whenever you guys want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just still <laughs> trying to get this mental picture of people running barefoot on a tarpaulin that is lathered. In soap. In with soap. field hockey sticks, okay. shooting goals. Anyway, okay. moving on to rugby league. Some, bloke, <laughs> some bloke's gone and got a tarp from Bunnings for $2.50. Yep. yep. Picked up a palm olive gold soap in bar, lathered themselves up and had a crack. Yeah. Pretty that's much, right. that's it. I, I could see it. so that's many right. injuries happening there. Dislocations on these. Fun though, wouldn't it? Uh, well, slip brilliant. and slide, basically with a stick. With a stick. Yeah. Whoa! Right, let's let's push this out a little more. Maybe girls in bikinis. Oh, that'll, that'll happen. Oh, if anyone can see me right now, you know that drool face, some drool face emoji. I just thought I'd take it there, but that's okay. Yeah, I like mm, it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Right, Here it man. is. Here it is. Look. Okay. Look. Okay. Can everyone see that? Uh, listening. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can. Well, why don't we put it on the we put it on the Facebook? We'll page. throw the link up on the. C- yeah, there we go. There you go. Look, look. There. Oh, he has a stick as well in the face. Yeah. No, I don't like it. Well, I don't like you. Carlo. I think it'd be a lot of fun. That's a good idea. Yeah. Session, session. I won't have a go. Yeah, exactly yeah. right, Carla. You're not invited. I don't like him. Never. Actually, now you're off the podcast. Albie's in. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, let's move on to rugby league. And we've got our rugby league expert here, Albie. Do you want to kick us off, mate? My big news, DC and Chock Wapmo. You could really do one of those great boxing matches in the right, in the red corner and in the blue corner. Mm. Uh, great story coming out of, of course, another podcast, mm. uh, which I think is fantastic because it's new media and, and that's just in itself is, is brilliant. So uh, full credit to uh, Anthony Watmo for getting involved with his mate's podcast and uh, breaking probably one of the big stories of, uh, of the week of rugby league in what was a generally a, a pretty quiet week. And he's come out and just all guns are blazing and just ripped into Daly Cherry Evans, who by all accounts, um, no one's defending at the moment. Uh, so it seems that everything's in, in Chock's 
um, corner, and I'll come to you in a second, Carlo, um, and uh, which is interesting to itself uh, because when he's on the field, he's, he's a great player, and I don't think mm. that anyone can have a crack at how good his playing ability is, but it just seems that there are just two camps out there at Manly. Yeah, well, I think at the point when it happened, it happened some time ago, so obviously Chuck Watmore was at Manly and then he went to Paramount and then his career ended because of, of injury, but I, I, I like what he stands for here, Chuck. At the end of the day, he turned around and said, listen, the first year that DCE was in, and I remember it very well, you know, he, this new kid, DCE, comes on the market, comes in the, into the game, and he's playing out of his skin. But um, again, not happy about what he signed. He's turned around and said, I'm not going to turn up to training. And what Mo said, well, why not? You know, we're, we're all making sacrifices to be at this club and be successful. You know, why are you any different? He went, well, I've just been told off my manager. I'm not going to turn up and I'm not. And he didn't. Mm. I just Don't forget, Manly, Manly kept him in cotton wool up in the Queensland comp. They didn't let him play in the New South Wales Cup, as it was known then, or the VB New South Wales Cup. Yeah. He kept the, he they kept. I think it was with the Falcons up there. Sunny in Coast, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I know he was he was up there playing there, and people knew about his ability, but he hadn't really kicked as yet. So he comes to Sydney, which everyone's going, "Who is this guy?" And he sets the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Now, like anyone, of course, you get your contract renegotiated at some stage, but you know the way that they handled it, and from what Chuck Watmail said to Tuvi, listen, hold him out here. Let's call him. The moment that it all went his way, DCE's he just knew he had control of the club, and he pretty much has since then. And, he, and he's, to be honest, he's not played well at all. I don't think he's been that shining light, and I don't think he's worth the money that he's uh, he's been getting. And the other interesting thing is that uh, if he was that good, and if his culture was that good, he'd be in the Queensland side, and he's not and really never has been. No. And there's obviously players who like playing with him. But again, think about all the spats he's had, DCE with Jackson Hastings. Yeah. Now, everyone's calling Jackson Hastings out. Uh, and I and I actually feel sorry for Jackson Hastings. I've met him a few times. and He's a, he's a lovely kid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve and, and you know, puts his puts DCE's nose out of joint. He's probably, he might even be warranted yeah. by, by the way things have been You going. know, Jack, Jackson's had a tough upbringing. There's no two ways about it. He's a, a, a prodigy. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the genetics in the family is nothing short of amazing. To give an example, his father, Kevin Hastings, as you know, yeah, was a great one-club player for the Roosters, your yeah. your team, yeah, uh, Sasha. Only yeah, couple do. Which AFL mm. player, when they won the Brownlow medal, said that Kevin Hastings was his motivation to, to you know, who he looked up to as a player? Can anyone tell me on this table? No. Oh, Lance Franklin. No. Paul Kelly. Remember Paul Kelly yeah, from the Sydney Swans? Yeah, Swans. When, he, when he won the Brownlow medal, he said Kevin Hastings was the player that he looked up to. Everyone went, you know, all the journos from Melbourne had no idea who he was, but that was just the name of Hastings as it flows through to Jackson. As you've met him and I've met him and I've interviewed him as well, and he's nothing but a, an absolute gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, yet he, he's a little bit out there. He is a bit of a space cadet in his own way, but when he gets on the field, he, he knows the line as good as anyone. And for him to fall out with DC is just, I think, he's a young kid coming up. You've got to show a little bit more patience and a little bit more empathy, and they've not done that. No, I don't I don't think they have. And I think Manly have been in a – like I felt Bozo's been there. Bozo's been pulling the strings probably over Trent Barrett. Now Bozo's gone. Trent Barrett's trying to gather all these troops together. Um, I'm hearing rumours that Bozo's – anyone that Bozo's brought into the club, whether it be a player or an administrator, you know, they're trying to show the door because they feel that it's been poisoned. Yeah. So there's a real turmoil at Manly at the moment. If you look at rugby league on the northern beaches, like it, about eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, I was, I was lucky enough to be involved and I was watching the Barara Wallabies come home with their uh, – uh, grand final victory up against Harbord Valley United. It was a great game at Brookvale Oval. And there must have been through the gate that day, and I did ask the lady, and she said, we had around about six and a half to 7,000 people on grand final day at Manly. Now, last year, a friend of mine, you know, the Sultan, Tony Dozen, yeah. called the grand final at Brookvale Oval. And if there was more than 1,200 people there at any one stage, it was nothing short. So that's how much it's come off. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, that means that the juniors, where they've gone out west, and that's why they set up their alliance with Blacktown, Mm-hmm. to try and get to go to the tree instead of creating their own trees in their own backyard. And this is why the roosters have struggled for many, many years. Mm. And Manly have done the same sort of scenario, which is it's more of a transit lounge. And they're reaping this type of mentality 
Trent's a great operator. And he's a brilliant coach, and you know he will win a premiership one day. But whether it's with Manly, I doubt it. Good head of hair. Good head of hair on Trent. Oh, he's a good-looking um, human. But look, just to touch on DCE, um, and I've heard those rumours. Look, I don't know the bloke. Um, I've never met him. Um, but there, I have heard those rumours that he's, he's a bit toxic. Uh, for the atmosphere there. He, he sort of reminds me of a Jake Stringer. I don't know if you know Jake Stringer from AFL. He used to play for the Western Bulldogs, now playing for Eston. So um, one of the best players in the AFL. And then the Western Bulldogs um, sort of you know started to fall south. Mm. Um, and it was because of that toxic culture that Jake Stringer was apparently bringing into into the team. And now he's at Eston. He, he, you know, Eston aren't going well, that well this season. But it sort of reminds me a little bit of that. Look, I don't know Daly Chile ever... To, Daily Cherry Evans, like I said before, mm-hmm. but um, it just seems like there's that toxic culture there. Well, I can get tell rid you, of him. I can tell you right now, you're never going to have a champion team if you've got a, to- a, a toxic member in. Mm. It just it just will not work. And and people uh, that are selfish as individuals have no no meaning, and they've got no no place in, in a team environment. And I think you know it's proven. If you think about when all this has happened, where have Manly been? They've been nowhere. Mm. You know, and there's got to be some massive decisions there. At the end of the day, it's manly, and really, who cares? Yeah, that's very true. I oh, know. Go the chocks. Go the chocks. Go the ch- <laughs> We're talking about chock what now? There, I'm go the chocks. They're playing. Um, they're playing Penrith tonight. That'd be a good match. Yeah. Great. Uh, England and New Zealand in the United States of America. Yeah. Try- Look, I think they're trying to replicate the rugby union there. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's actually I've played over there. Um, rugby union. So I played for Los Angeles Rugby Club. There is a big culture of rugby union there, and it's on the rise. Rugby league, no one knows about rugby league over there. So I think what they're trying to do is replicate the rugby union. That's been a huge success over there, namely mm-hmm. New Zealand. New Zealand play the USA and beat them by 100 points, but yeah. it creates a, a good atmosphere, some awareness for the game, which is very important over there because they are up and coming, but I just don't think it's going to work with rugby league in this time. Uh, I think there's, there is a small opportunity for expats there. Mostly in the in the East Coast, there is a bit of a competition there. I know a couple yeah, of the lads, Matty Astle, whose father played is it for the USRL, or yeah, I think it's changed again now. Um, but Matty Astle who owns a bar, the Australian bar over there in New York at the moment. His father, Bruce Astle, was a great Queensland player, and Matty played for the Newtown Jets in the two thousands. I'm glad you do. Yeah. I will come to that in a second. Um, but you know, they're trying very hard. I think it's the right two teams to go over there, mm-hmm. but I think it's the wrong place. Yeah. I think yeah. they're going to struggle. You've got to remember, there's a lot of – take South Sydney, for instance, okay? They've got three players. No, more than three players, actually, because I'm just thinking of the English players, but they've got New Zealand players as well. So they're going to come back with potentially four or five players that have just played on uh, – I think it's on a Wednesday that they're going to play, and then they're going to fly back and they'll be – Well, they're play playing – it's Sunday – next Sunday morning at 6 a.m., so it's Saturday afternoon game in yeah. – Denver, which is the altitude is high. Number one, mm, you're right. Yeah. Uh, number two, you know it's not. It's what would be about an 18 hour flight to Denver because it's 17, 18, about 18. Oh, actually, a bit more. About 18 hours to 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 Denver, and that's with they'd have to get off at uh, LA or San Fran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, a yeah. lot of you know there's a lot of hassle to get there. Yeah. So the guys would have to start leaving right after matches this weekend. Time yeah. difference. Time difference is well, well, see, I, I heard Siebes in an interview, and he, uh, Anthony Seabolt, the, co- the South coach, says, yeah, well, there's going to be a lot of work there that's involved. We've got a few programs that the boys are going to do, and we'll probably play them limited time uh, on the game. You know, he, he actually said, listen, I'm all for it. Like, it's uh, it's an international, and everyone should be, be able to play international. But it's very interesting why it wasn't done over the Anzac period. It, and again, if you bring back the Anzac game, it should be a full international round. Yeah, yep. And I think, I think we've got to have that. I think it's... It's worthwhile during the season to have an international round where no one plays uh, your club football. Well, they've got it right on the Saturday night. They've got the um, Pacific Island Games out at Campbelltown. Yeah. And they've got, well, now it's they've hot. got the Origins. So I think it's a good spot. I think they've got that part of the weekend right. We'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. You know what? Nothing, it may not be a success the first time up, and it should honestly be on the East Coast. Um, they, I did meet with John Paul Basil, who's a part of the American Rugby League over there at the moment, and you know I talked to him about Hawaii, and he said, you know what, great for time zone for Australia, but and there's a great Pacific Island, of course, presence in, yes. in Hawaii, but on the mainland it won't get picked up, and you need yeah, it to right. be on the mainland, and and that's just what happens. You're right, and, and it's very important over there for um you know US Rugby League to really dip into that talent pool. Um, that they've got over there. Because you think about it, you look at the NFL players, right? So, or the college footballers. So, they go from high school, if they don't yeah, make it to right. college, they've right. they got, they got nowhere to go. I just can't understand that there is no, like, social 
No, there's, but, but there's not. And then if you go to college, you don't make the NFL, there is some really good players, some elite athletes there that aren't going to play NFL. And where do they go? Well, they're going to rugby. They're going to your, the sport that you you like Correct. more than what I do, but union, and that's yes. where they're heading. But if they can now be a second option, but then again, there is only so many players that can play rugby, so we'll pick up what's left over, and then that's how rugby league was formed in, in, in essence anyway. So exactly right. it can potentially you, you're Very exciting. You know what? It's exciting and expansion. I'm, for one, like I'm a massive international, obviously being an ex-international coach, I am massive on the game being, um, ban- uh, you know, expanded into other countries i think uh, us in in 2013 was one of the uh, one of the surprise teams with italy with that with, with the italian side that i was coaching so i think there's definitely a a market there but again we've got to show faith yep and i think if we don't show faith there's no point talking about obviously our, our, we've got origin 2 coming up um, mm. and there's there's going to be a few a few decisions there i think in in the queensland side you mentioned off air before that Michael Morgan has just got injured. So. Yeah, he suffered a small injury just in, in tonight's game. We're on Friday. Uh, and it could mean that Ponga will probably get the call up. And I think that Walters is forced to pick him. And I think it's a good thing. Um, they've got to blood some plays. Queensland, they may have, you know, they always think that they're going to win. And that's just their mentality at the moment, which is fantastic. But I think in, in all essence, this series is going to be New South Wales, and I think it's it's heading clean, to it's heading sweep. it's going to be a clean sweep. Yep. And they know that they've got to rebuild. And look what happened ten years ago; they got beat, 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 beat five times in a row. Yeah. And they said, "That's it. Who have we got coming through? Let's yeah. get rid of the wood, bring in some new guys." And look, two thousand and four, when I joined Boom. the Queensland Rugby League, yeah. look what happened. Don't want to say any more, more but yeah, we are. Wearing Please a don't. Shirt. There's nothing to say. Yeah, <laughs> I was the catalyst. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Oh You know what, though, on a serious note, Cleary, what did I say to you at the start? What was my send him segment? Cleary, send him to Origin, and here he is, and he's playing well. Well, it's all down to you. That's it. You're welcome. (laughs) That's not getting old at all, is it? No, no, not at all. That's it for today. That's it. Great it's a bit show. sad, actually. I really it's enjoyed sure. talking to Albie. Not so much you, but well, definitely Albie. I had like a beaten favourite. I'm glad you like the New Down Jets. I'll just plug now. The Beer, Food and Footy Festival is the last Saturday of July at Henson Park, and you're invited. Woo! Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Well, I love the beer. Carlo. And, well, we'll why, don't, so much. why don't we call the game? We'll come up and we'll call. You can come. Game. Absolutely. Why not? And we'll call the game with you. Fantastic. Look forward to it. Excellent, Albie. Thank you for coming. It's Thank you very much, pleasure. mate. Never an, always an honour. Never, never a chore. Look, great, uh, uh, great uh, uh, to be uh, here. Carlo, Albie, look at that. It's high fives all around. Yeah. The Sport Project Podcast is done for another week, ladies and gents. Go to our Instagram page at the TSP Podcast. Carlo, again, eating, what a surprise. Um, you need to go on a diet. And don't forget to ride on the horse. And do not forget to go for a ride on the horse, Daryl Braithway, to the World Cup of Soccer. And I'm going to leave you with this, guys. Wasn't really the best... Um, Bit to end on, was no, it? No. Let me just do Let's this. Hey, little darling. Come on, Albie. We'll go riding on the horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thanks to our producer for listening. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. And apologies for you having to listen to that. All right. Good Over night. God bless. See you, everyone. Love you. Say back. Bye-bye.